The second half of childhood, otherwise known as these teen and tween adolescent years, is really riddled with change, growth, letting go and holding on, and a lot of really big life decisions. And there are five very specific needs that every person has. And during these massive transition teen years, which, by the way, are also massive brain development years, uh, these needs are really screaming to be met, but most do not even know that they have them. So unfortunately, the result is that a lot of our youth are chasing their worth in many ways that are not going to serve them. The person that gives them attention, finally, they start chasing or popularity, the grades, the people pleasing, the chameleon identity that shifts between crowds, perfectionism. You get the point. So these five needs are mapped out and you are given four simple ways to fill them just at home in the five needs guides I put together for you. So just go to NellieHarden.com slash five needs. Now that's the number five and then needs all lowercase and download today so you can start to see what your child looks like when they get to walk in a truer, more assured version of themselves when these needs are being being met. So that again is nellyharden.com slash five needs. Go download today. Hello and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy come and hear all the discussions, get all the tactics, and have lots of laughs along the way. We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents, and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Harden, big city girl turned small town, sip an iced tea on the front porch mama, who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project, let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 6570 Family Project Podcast, where we are putting aside the power struggles and finding a path to lead our young women toward confidence, wisdom, and respect in order to prepare them for the world out there. And one of the best things that we can do is show them systems and tactics and ways in order to set them up for that success. And I have a gift for you today. We have a special guest on here today, Tony Ann Mayambi. And we are going to talk about time confidence versus lack, the importance of routines, and what you can do every single week yourself and also teach your kid in order to to set yourself up for success, both emotionally and mentally and definitely physically, because we both know that if you prepare now, just like with all the um, food prep and everything that you can do on Sundays, right? A little bit now goes a really long way later. And she is going to share with us her very special 
um, five ways that you, or five things that you can do each week in order to do that. So it is easy to follow, easy to do, and easy to do now, again, in order to set yourself up for massive, massive success later on throughout the week. I can't wait. This was an amazing conversation. So let's go ahead and get started. Okay, everyone, I have told you a little bit about Tony Ann here. I am so excited to have her on. It's honestly such a pleasure every time I get to talk with you. You bring smile uh, to my face. So uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> yes, yes. Super excited to talk to you today. And yeah, I love talking with you too. Oh, thanks. Um, so we were we were just having a, a you know ramble before the show and uh, <laughs> talking about all the things and I we're going to talk a bit about time today um, and because it's so important that is the one continuous that we have right everyone has mm-hmm. the same twenty four seven unless you uh, <laughs> I'm I I just finished teaching my kids. Um, well, I guess I'm still in it in the history. We're doing the history of science this year. We're doing uh, I homeschool and we're talking about the quantum world, which makes time all super weird. And so we were like, it's not always 24 seven, but you know what? For the general life, it is always 24 seven. So let's stick in there. But in case there's any weirdos out there listening to this, like me, who um, is like, well, you know, it cannot be sometimes I get you, but and let's be real here in our day-to-day life. It's 24 seven. Okay. So, um, I want to get your story. Uh, I just find people's, uh, life stories and how they got to what they're doing, why they're so passionate about what they're doing. Um, I find it so fascinating. So give us a little bit about you. Who is Tony Ann and how did you get to where you are? Yes. Yes. First, let me just say thank you for letting me come on and talk to you. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, So I am Tony and I am a wife and mom first. I'm also a full-time dentist and reservist in the Navy and the podcast host at Real Happy Mom. So I wear a lot of different hats. I actually really love my life and love my job. I know a lot of people, they will do certain kind of side hustles or different um, passion projects to eventually get out of their full-time job. But I love my full-time job. Um, I actually didn't really want to be a dentist in the beginning. I um, was a super environmentalist and wanted to save the world. And um, I had this big goal of being an advisor to the president on environmental affairs. And then I realized I don't like politics. So I quickly (laughs) changed my mind. So um, the world of dentistry opened up because of my own issues, but I'm not going to get too much into that. But um, the part that I think I'll really connect with a lot of um, who are people who are listening is once I started working, um, I had just had my son. So um, I literally graduated in June, had my son in December. Mm. Um, And so it was really, um, it was really challenging because I think a lot of times we have these ideas of what a mom is supposed to look like and what our lives are supposed to look like. And so um, I just thought that I was supposed to be doing all of these things, i.e. being there every second for my son, being there every second for my husband, making sure my house is spotless. And it's really not practical, especially as a mom that works outside of the home to have all these things. Like I couldn't keep up. And as a result, what was happening was I was pretty much burning myself out 
completely lost my identity, did not know who I was, what I liked, any of those things, because I was totally engrossed in being this mom, good mom, quote unquote, if you're, um, you can't see me, I'm doing the quotes, <laughs> good mom. I was trying to be this good mom and just completely let myself go in the process. And the reason why I say that is because I remember the day that um, I was, it was shortly after my maternity leave. My maternity leave was very short, by the way. Um, I got back and um, a few months later, I was talking to one of my colleagues and he was like, yeah, you know, like all this stuff about like what he does with his kids or whatever. And then he was like, yeah, so what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, um, I don't know. What is that? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I truly could not answer that question. And it like bothered me because like I was such a fun person before. Like I love trying new things. I love, you know, going to museums and, you know, listening to different types of music and doing like fun adventures with my husband. And I truly could not answer that question. That's when I knew it had to change. So um, started connecting with other moms. Long story short, learned out I'm not a unicorn and this is not something that is unique to me. Um, and so I, I realized that other moms struggle with a lot of the same things I did. Hence why I started real happy mom. Cause I think a lot of times we, as moms, we give into this dream or this lie or whatever it is that, um, society or our family has taught us. And we live this life that I don't think is authentic to us because we are individuals and we should be able to do what is good for us and for our families. And so that's the reason why I wanted to stay a real happy mom, because you can be a fake happy mom. I see a oh, lot of yeah. those all the time. Super easy. <laughs> so I really want moms to be truly authentic to themselves, to their families and, and truly be happy. And so, um, yeah, that's not my new passion, um, uh, helping moms to, you know, get systems, routines um, and a better handle on time, because I'll, I think we were just talking about this, like we feel like we never have enough time. And I get it. Like I said, I wear a lot of hats. So I get you when you say I don't have time, but I, I've learned some ways to, to help with that. So long story short, that's it. Sorry, Nelly, that was a really long. No, <laughs> long no, no, that was fascinating. <laughs> and I'm also fascinated by the hats you do wear because they are drastically different, but all, uh, you know, when you bring them down all, you know, stem from the same root, uh, but being a reservist in the Navy, being a dentist and being a podcaster for moms, you know, there's a lot of different hats being worn, but, uh, there there's a lot of space between those hats, which I find really fascinating. You know, I, I have many hats too. And, um, but you know, I'm a homeschool parent and we, we own, I, we own a conservation company, uh, as a family. So the sea glass company. So when you said, I want to, you know, save the world, I'm like, Oh, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. So we started that in 2018 in order to have something for our family, but also because we saw what was happening in the world and we wanted to do something about it. So high five to you. And, um, but yeah, I wouldn't want to be advisor to the president either. <laughs> That's a no, 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 thank you. I'm really thankful to, you know, some people that are, but no, thank you. Um, but anyway, so I, I get that, but I just really applaud you for having such three distinct, different hats in there that you wear and they're all three so important. And thank you for being a reservist in the Navy, by the way. Thank you. For, Thank you. I appreciate yes, that. <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay. So I want to, I, you talk about time a lot. You talk about r routines a lot, and I want to kind of explore this place because I feel like there is a, uh, time confidence versus time lack mindset. Right. And you're going to probably laugh at me, but 
back in the day, there was Saved by the Bell, like the original Saved by the Bell, right? Not this new fangled one, whatever. Wow. New fangled make me sound like I'm 90. So, um, but the original Saved by the Bell and oh, I forget her name, but she had the long wavy hair and she uh, it was uh, toward the ends of the season or the series. And she was just getting all uh, uh, confused. And there was all these tests and everything. And she uh, had this massive breakdown in her room. She's like, there's just not time. There's not any time. There's not time for anything. And every Jesse, I think was her name. Maybe every time I feel like, oh, there, I just don't have time for this. That is the image that comes into my head. And I'm like, I am on my floor crying, saying there is not enough time. And I have to get myself out of that. Uh, and because I think it's, I, I didn't grow up necessarily and I didn't have it instilled in me how to have time management um, before. It's something I've definitely had to learn in adulthood with all of the different hats um, that we wear. And so really, have you seen this when people are stuck in this uh time lack sense. Do you see them? How does that manifest on the outside that you see? Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of frustration is, yeah. is the biggest thing that I see. Um, in the biggest one, and when you say that, cause I I've talked to some moms and they're like, I just can't do like any of the stuff you're saying. And I'm like, well, why? And she's like, well, I just don't have time. And so <laughs> I see a lot of people just giving up yes. too. And, and then it was, it's funny because like, right before you hit record, we were talking and you're saying how it shows up in your finances too. And yeah. I never thought about it until you said it. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're right. Cause I remember doing the exact same thing being like, oh, it's not enough time. It's not enough money. Like I just can't do anything. So, right. um, it, it definitely shows up in a, in a lot of different areas of our lives. And I've, I feel like, like you said, a lot of things are, are all connected. And that's one thing that I really learned a lot, especially during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, was um, that a lot of things that you think aren't necessarily important or aren't connected, like, for instance, with our health and fitness and things like that, um, it can show up in that too as mm-hmm. well. So you just don't take care of yourself or you just stop eating um, the right foods or you just uh, don't get enough sleep or you know, you're know you not drinking enough water. Like everything is all connected and it shows up in so many different places. And it's crazy how once you said the, the finances, I was like, yeah, and I can see it in all these other areas yeah. of the life too. Absolutely. So when you start the path of lack, you know, if for lack of a more awesome word for that, but once you start the path of lack, um, it really does show up. You're like, oh, I don't have enough time to work out. I don't have enough time to spend with my kids. I don't have enough time to spend by myself. Right. So why try? And then what ends up happening is, and I, and I only say this because I've experienced it a couple of times in my past, but I see it a lot is you end up a person sitting in front of the TV, watching, you know, your third Netflix binge show. And you're like, I know this is all I have time for. I have no time. And I found it so interesting that the more I have added to my life as an adult, you know, as a, I, I'm author, coach, speaker, podcaster, homeschooler, business owner, all of these things, I have more free time in my life now than I did when I was doing less things, which makes no sense to some people, but it really does come down to a routine, right? Finding that routine and being a good steward of my time. And that's just a mindset shift that that happens and knowing 
my time is limited. I have no idea when my time is up. Right. And that can seem dark to some people, but for me, it's very elevating. It's like, I I don't know. So I'm going to take advantage of today and I'm going to do everything I can today. I'm going to live for everything I can today. It's not to say I don't sit down and watch some Netflix binge show sometimes, but it is not my, my main job. (laughs) Right. So, um, so with that, and I mean, I see when people are in lack, there's, uh, like anxiety, right. And all the ways that that shows up. So in, in the stomach and the headaches, but how do you see it showing up in relationships when someone is in this state of lack? How do you see it showing up in their families? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, definitely a lot of disconnect because I know at least I'm going to speak for myself when I was <laughs> in that I don't have time phase. Like my um, marriage was a little, mm, mm-hmm. a little suspect. Um, so <laughs> I realized like I didn't even really know like what my husband actually liked and stuff, but he knew all these things about me because he pays attention. And so, yeah, like I realized like it was a lot of things that I was not connected with, with him. And mm-hmm. then with the kids too, I like looked at them one day and I'm like, when did you grow up? Like what happened? Like, I thought you were still in, you know, three T now you're in like size small, like, yeah. like regular kids clothes. <laughs> so um, I think a lot of times we lose track of things and then we start to feel like, oh my goodness, well, what else did I miss out on? And, mm-hmm. and things like that, but definitely with um, relationships, like it's totally like for me, like I said, totally disconnected, um, just feeling isolated and, and things of that sort. But Nelly, really quick, you had brought up something. I wanted to say this before mm. I forget when you were talking about time and things like that. And um, what came to my mind was how a lot of times we say we don't have time for things, but there's a lot of other things that are sucking our time. Mm. And there's three major time sucks that I talk about a lot oh, that do I, share. <laughs> that, yeah. So when you said, I was like, I have to tell you this Nelly, and then we can, we can move back on. But the, the three major time sucks that I have found, and there's a whole bunch of others, but especially now in this day and age with technology is email, social media, and TV. Those three things, you will be surprised how much time you're spending on things. And it's crazy because I remember thinking like, I like wrote down and estimated like how much time I was spending with those three things. I was totally wrong. It was like three times the amount that I had wrote down. It's crazy. Like, and the thing that I have, like, finally I've gotten to the point where I just delete the apps off of my phone. So I mm-hmm. don't even get distracted because even if you put those timers, you know how like the iPhone and even with, um, my Samsung over here, like you can put on there, like, Oh, only give me 30 minutes a day, but you can still like, you know, get out of that little 30 minutes and get oh, yeah. extra 30 minutes more. So I like finally had to just delete the apps because I was spending so much time just mindlessly scrolling, mindlessly mm-hmm. scrolling. And that 30 minutes could be 30 minutes that you use towards you know, spending time with your family or whatever it is that you need to do to, to improve your life or to work towards your goals. But, um, those three time sucks, I'm telling you, pay attention right now. My biggest thing is email. Like I mm. check my email so many times. It's really embarrassing. Like, I'm like, why is like, I'm right really like a you. habit. <laughs> I'm like, as soon as I pick up my phone, it's email email. Like it, it's just a habit. So I'm about to delete the app, email app, like, or at least like make it so it's not as accessible, but it's crazy how much time we're spending. And you'll realize like, I do have time for things. It's just, I'm spending it in other places. So I just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. 
Oh, that is so good, though. That is so good. And notice that all three of those are screens. You know, I am not an anti-screen person. I'm not an anti-social media person. I think great things can come from it. Great things have. There's also a really dark side and a slippery slope um, that can hurt you on the other side of that. So I think thank you so much for yeah bringing that up. And TV especially, it, um, it uh, the other day, one of my 14 year olds, she was on her phone and uh, we allow them to have 30 minutes a day. And there's the timer, you know, on the iPhones, you can uh, look over or swipe over and see what the screen time is. And it tells you a breakdown. If you don't know this as a parent swipe over, I think you swipe to the right. And there is a breakdown of they spent this much time on this app, this much time on this app, this much time on this anyway. So um, she was sitting there and I was like, so be sure to watch your time. And, you know, it's their responsibility. It's not mine to, you know, be the, how many minutes do you have left? Right. And so she was like, mom, I've only been on here for like 12 minutes. And I was like, okay, so I'm just curious. I was like, why don't you swipe over and see what your time is? And it had been 37. And I was like, she's like, I swear it was only 12 minutes. I was like, I know, but you, it's a really, you know, it's like the Lotus motel and uh, Percy Jackson, you go in there and you lose all track of time. So, um, Anyway, yeah, you can very easily just like and with the shows one more, just one more, one more. It's fine. One more. And then there's another 42 minutes gone. Another 42 minutes gone. Yeah. So. Oh, so good. Okay, so what is so important? So we know some of the time sucks now and we know the uh, effect that it can have on our kids. And actually right before this, before we move on, I just a quick, like, how can you apply this? Um, right before we came on, one of my daughters, uh, came in and she was like, she just, she did her, like, she sat down on the couch. I was downstairs and she was like, Oh, I had this dream last night. And I was like, okay, so I know this is a cool 10 minutes, right? This, this story is going to be a cool 10 minutes and I didn't have 10 minutes. And so instead of just being like, yeah, yeah, I got to go. I just told her, I want to give you all of my attention and I can't do that right now. So I'm going to go do what I need to do. And then we're going to circle back on this later. And I want to hear all about this dream. Right. And so later on today, we'll sit down eye to eyeball to eyeball. And she will tell me the intricacies of this probably very strange dream that she had. But my point is that this is how like very simply you can put some of these things into practice. But Tell me a little bit about why are routines important? So what is, what is so great about the, uh, about the routine and how do you set these up? Yeah. Yeah. So routines are, are really important. I think a lot of times when you think about routines, we think about them as more so for kids and babies in particular, like, oh, I have to make sure that their nap time mm. routine is this way. But really, I feel like routines are for us <laughs> because routines um, serve for many different purposes. The big one is for me, it serves as an anchor. So we know that, you know, at Whenever I do these certain things, it will at least bring some sort of stability to our lives. And back to um, learning things from 2020 and the pandemic, I think a lot of the anxiety that we're having is we had a lot of things taken away from us and there was a lot of uncertainty, but routines give us some of the feeling of, you know, okay, at least I know for certain this, this, and this is going to happen so that you can start to feel calm and not feel so anxious. Mm -hmm. So that's when, um, when, 
2020 was being itself, <laughs> I had to adjust those routines so that I wouldn't feel so anxious and wouldn't feel, you know, so overwhelmed during the day. Um, and then also too, they provide like really healthy habits, um, and um, important sleep cycles, going back to the nap time routine. And then um, uh, lastly, um, I think I kind of said it a little bit, but it, it brings that predictability to your day because life happens. Um, things don't always go according to plans, but at least, you know, not necessarily saying that you have to do things at a certain time of the day, but you know, when you, you know, activate that routine, you know, being whether it's in the morning or in the evening, you know that, okay, all right, at least I got this and that will bring things back to um, being a little bit more predictable in your life. So for moms, there's a couple of routines that I really think you have absolutely none. Um, there's a couple that I think would be really helpful to get you started. Um, the three that I think are really helpful to have are a morning routine, evening routine, and a Sunday routine or a routine that prepares you for the week. Mm. My big one that I love to talk about is my Sunday routine because I am a believer. I will stand <laughs> on top of the rooftops and I will tell you this. If you do this every Sunday before the week starts, your week will go by so, so well. Um, even though life will happen, you won't be so or like, you know, reactive. You won't, it won't be as chaotic as if when you don't do it, because I have gone into weeks where I did not implement my routine. And I was just like, oh, oh where's my stuff again? Like, what, where is this? Like, I'm telling you, it makes things go so much smoother for you. So you don't have those, you know, Monday scaries or, or feeling like, oh gosh, here we go on Monday. At least you're like more prepared. Like, okay, I'm ready for Monday. Like, let's go. So a lot of people get annoyed with me because I tell them like Monday's my favorite day of the week. Um, part of the reason why Monday's my favorite day of the week is I'm a huge wrestling fan and Monday Raw comes on on Monday night. <laughs> so that's like one of the big reasons, but also too, is the start of something new, start of a new week. So um, yeah, I really think that those routines are truly, truly helpful and helping us to have that predictability for having that anchor, like I was telling you about in your life so that you're not feeling like scattered and all over the place. Mm, that is, it is so true. And I, I do agree for the parents. It's, it's huge. Uh, uh, some friends of ours and, and um, young couple that we mentored just had a baby and uh, she's about three weeks old now. And so think about that. You know, when, when our babies are little, 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 and there is no routine, it is pure survival diapers and feeding. Right. And does that feel good? Right. You're so in love with your baby and there's all this, you know, going on, but you don't even know if it's 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. You don't know when you last showered. You don't know what is going to happen, uh, right? And so that can that type of mindset can be what happens when we don't have a routine, um, and may, maybe minus a few dirty diapers, and or maybe with them. And so, um, but yeah, we can get into that place. But with the kids, I know that since I homeschool. One of the things that we were able to do is we have a we have a big board downstairs. I have a double sided whiteboard and I homeschool in the way that I'm actually up at the board teaching. Um, there's 90,000 different ways to homeschool. That's just the one that we do. And so but on one side of the board, it has all of like Monday through Saturday. This is what you can expect. Can we diverge from this? Absolutely. If there's a field trip, if something happens, whatever, but you can generally expect this. And then uh, anything that's coming up, we have a spring break trip. We don't this year, but if we did, that would be there, you know, and all of these things. And it was really helpful for them to see that. 
but also you get so much less questions as, as the parent, right? Which mom, you know, what are we doing now? What is today? What time is it? What are we doing? Go look at the board or, you know, if they know routine, then that is a lot less pressure on you too. So that's huge. (laughs) Yes, it is. And then for them too, like they know like what to expect too. So it makes it a whole lot easier, Mm -hmm. especially when their days go a little cray cray. But the other thing too, I just remember really quick is that, you know, a lot of times, like, like I was saying, we think about it for the kids, but just imagine you go to work and your boss doesn't tell you what time you're going to get off, what time you're going to have lunch, mm. if you're going to have a break. Like, that's what it's like when you don't have routines. Like, you, yes. you're like, what, what, wait? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't go home yet. <laughs> so those routines give you that predictability and makes it go by like a lot smoother for you. Right. And productivity too, because, and that's a perfect example uh, that you just shared. You know, if you go to work and you're like, I don't know when I have lunch, I don't know when I go home. So I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to think about that instead Mm -hmm. of actually being productive and doing what I'm supposed to do. But if you have these parameters, which is, this is where for me, routines come into so, so handy, right? Because if I know, I have time for everything that I need to do today. And if this two hours is set aside for uh, writing or podcasting or, you know, coaching or what have you, then I am going to fill these two hours with that. And then I'm going to be able to switch gears and do something else that I need to do. But it gives space for everything when you're doing a routine. So it actually frees up so much of your time. It doesn't constrain it. Would you agree? I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So what do you do on Sundays? Yes. Yes. So Sundays, it's five key things. Um, We can break these down if you want to, but I'm going to give them to you really quick. Okay. So five key things. I feel like you do these, it'll make your life so much easier. So one is not necessarily in any order. I'm just going to throw them out there. So one is getting your clothes ready for the week. Mm -hmm. Two is planning out and preparing for your week in your calendar, um, whether it's electronic or paper. Um, three is planning out your meals Four is cleaning out your purse bag, whatever it is that you use on a regular basis. And then five is restarting your devices. These five things I have found that when you implement this, it makes things go by a whole lot smoother, especially since, like I said, now we have a lot of this technology and devices don't tend to act right, especially when you want them to, um, (laughs) it will make it go a lot easier when you have all of these things done, um, before Monday rolls around. So uh, speaking of, so with restarting devices, are you just talking about like a reboot of them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happens is, is a lot of times when you have like your phone or your computer um, running, you have a lot of programs and things running in the background. And mm. over time, it slows your computer down. Um, it causes it to crash or in the middle of us having this conversation, you know, boom. Hey, do you want to do an update? No, I don't click the wrong (laughs) button. And now now we're doing an update. It it prevents all of those things from happening. So yeah, doing a cold like reboot of everything will help to close all of those programs out so that you don't have all the crashes and unexpected, you know, technical difficulties throughout the week. Oh, that is awesome. I I haven't thought of that. I, my computer is you don't want to know how long it's been on for. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) uh, but with in restarting devices just reminded me of this. I was actually at a retreat. Um, we were at a, I, my husband and I are youth leaders. And so we were at a retreat not too long ago. And, um, 
they were talking about social media and not, not just social media, but just all the apps on your phone. And so we had like an obscene number of hours in a bus ride with these uh, 40 um, kids. And it was a lot of fun, but so many hours, I think it was 23 hours on a bus. And so anyway, I just looked at my phone and I was deleting and deleting and deleting. I ended up deleting over 70 apps from my phone. And granted, my kids, you know, download uh, these weird games, you know, if we're somewhere. So they've downloaded a lot over time, but a lot of them are mine too, that I'm like, I, I don't do this at all. Right. And so, um, that's just something that you could do. I don't know if you want to do it every, you know, Sunday for everything, but just it popped into my mind. There's so much stuff on your phone that you do not use. And my battery now lasts easily twice as long as it used to easily. So, so good. And I wasn't even using the, I don't know, dragon city app, but it was somehow eating up my battery. So there's that. Um, I love the idea of a clean, uh, clean purse or bag or car, you know, whatever you have, whenever we get back from church on Sundays, um, I, because as many times as I tell my kids bring everything out of the van that you guys brought in, there is so much stuff left in there. You're like, where did this even come from? And so, yeah, that for me is, is like my clean out. And I was like, oh, I could see the black interior of the van again. Awesome. And, uh, so that's awesome. And then meals. And when we were talking about that predictability, that what are we having for dinner, mom? Right. Oh, it's so much easier to be like, oh, it's up there. It's on the menu. Right. Mm, so good. Yeah. I love, that's my the question that irritates me the most is what are we having for dinner? Don't ask me, like, go figure something out. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why yeah. having the meal card with, with everything on there is, is so helpful. Oh, so good. And we have, I don't know if you and your house have this, but we have this in our house where we have, um, we call them grab bag nights. And it's just uh, like, we get back from youth, for example, on Wednesday nights at like nine o'clock. And then as many times as we try, we just never have dinner before we go. We just like having dinner in the fives is just unimaginable for some reason for our family. So having dinner at nine, we're like, I don't know, open up a can of corn and see what you got, you know, and whatever that is. So we have grab bag in there and they know that is fend for yourself night. <laughs> I like that one. That one's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but tell me about the clothes. So do you yeah. like get them literally all out or you, do you just plan them out or yeah. Yeah. So for me, I literally take them all out. So it's a lot easier because I wear a uniform to work. So it's not too much to think about, but the problem is Nelly, a, a lot of the reason why I'm saying do these five things is because these are some of the things that will take up a lot of brain power because as moms, like we make a lot of decisions and have to think about a lot of things. And I have learned about this whole thing about decision fatigue a while ago, and it is a real thing that we suffer from as moms. And so down. I truly believe if you set things up for yourself so you don't have to think about them, it at least prevents this decision fatigue from happening um, and makes it so that you don't feel like so stressed out um, throughout the day or in the middle of the day, because that's typically when I notice things start to break down. Because usually when you get to that point of decision fatigue, one of two things I've noticed have happened is either one, you don't make any choices at all, or two, you make some really poor choices. So like I said, by having these decisions already done and made for you, it makes it so much easier for you to just kind of go throughout your day and use that decision-making power on things that are important, not should I wear stripes or should I wear polka dots? Like let's use that on something more important. So yeah, going back to your question, 
I literally will look at, you know, what I have going on for the week. So for instance, I know I'm working Monday through Thursday. I'm getting all of my stuff out on the hangers so I can see, okay, I can have it already. I go as far as putting my underwear and socks on the, the hanger too. So I literally don't have to look for anything. I just grab it and go. Um, I also mm-hmm. look at, you know, do I have like anything in particular coming up as far as any special meetings? If I'm drilling that weekend, do I need to have my uniform ready for drill? Um, any special date night or anything like that? Just go ahead and have it ready. Cause how many times have you like wanted to wear something in particular and, oh, you found out you have a hole in it or, oh, there's an ugly stain. And now it's like, oh, what am I going to wear now? So now you take another, what, 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out what to wear, but also too, it can help you, you know, to be more prepared. So like, for instance, if I have like a uniform inspection, I know, okay, I need to make sure I take this to the cleaners on Monday so that it'll be ready by the time I'm ready to go on Friday. So yes, I will take everything out, plan it out. Also looking at the weather. And like I said, what events I have going on for the week. So again, I'm not using my decision-making power on what I'm going to wear. I'm going to use it on something more important. So it sounds like a lot, but honestly, what you're saying you spend 15 minutes, maybe right. Doing this one thing. And it will save you that five to 10 minutes every day, right. That you're trying to figure it out. So five to 10 minutes, Monday through Friday, that, I mean, you could be talking about almost an hour deciding on what to wear. Right. And then, oh my goodness. Yeah. If you have a busy day and then you take down a sweater and see that there's a hole in it, you're like, ah, nothing is going right. The whole day is terrible. You know? Oh yes. <laughs> and the, the bombs start falling and it's, you know, 7.00 AM. And um, so, yeah, I, it, it's a fantastic idea. And I tried to have the next day ready, but I work out every morning. Um, it's part of my morning routine. So I make sure that part is ready, but man, maybe I should start putting out like my day clothes too, not just my workout clothes. So it, it, try it, just try yeah. it for a week and see. Cause I do my workout clothes too. Like I'll have those out. Cause like I said, I get everything ready. Yeah. So I have the workout clothes out too. So I can just grab that and go to the gym. Cause I'm, I like to do morning times. Um, it just makes it a lot easier and I feel a lot better, but yeah, having it all out. I know a lot of moms will be like, but what if I'm just staying home still? Like again, yes. you're using that decision-making power on something that you could use it on something else. Well, let's pause there for a second because I do want to say, so even if you are staying home, do not stay in the same outfit all day. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You want to move. So my youngest daughter, not my youngest, one of my uh, middle daughters, she um, comes in and works out in the morning when I do. And so as part of our schooling, our, you know, our PE, whatever, everyone has to work out uh, 20 minutes a day and you can decide what that is, but you need to, I want them to get into the habit of moving 20 to 30 minutes every day. Right. So my point being though, she was coming down, like literally she would roll out of bed and walk downstairs. She's on the third floor. So we're on the second floor. She would roll out of bed and come downstairs, walk into this room that I'm already working out in one eye, like still kind of closed. And she's wearing her pajama bottoms, her, you know, big old baggy sweatshirt and all this. And she would work out. And I'm like, no. So you actually need to like put your hair up, you know, put a bra on and get some workout clothes on so that you can actually be in the mindset of now, you know, sleep time is over. Now it is move time. Right. And 
that's just a, an example that happened in a, this week that we had to work on. And so, um, anyway, but if you do, if you stay in the same clothes all day long, they, those yoga pants are comfy. I'm not going to lie. They are very comfy. Right. But if you stay in them all day long, then you're still in bed in your mind all day long. Right. Definitely. I know there's some people who, who live in their um, PJs and who actually get things done, but I truly believe <laughs> like you do gotta like, you know, get yourself dressed in for whatever it is that you're getting ready to do, whether working out, you know, doing the, the, the garden or going to work, like you, you got to get ready. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of t- time on zoom and there is the whole, like, especially since COVID came, you know, the whole, uh, what is it? Business on top party on the bottom or sleepy on the bottom, you know, type thing, the, the work mullet, uh, with your clothes, uh, that they were talking about, but I promise I'm wearing pants right now. And, um, so, but I, I have found, and there's some times when I work in different time zones, if I'm like, if it's, if it's past nine o'clock, I got my PJ pants on. Uh, even if I'm doing, you know, uh, Australian podcast or what have you. Um, but other than that, get dressed, it will change your mindset. Um, it will be so much better. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been a great conversation and can you tell everybody where we can find you? Yes. Yes. So if you are listening right now, just go up to the search bar and type in real happy mom. You'll find me there on the podcast. And then online, I'm at realhappymom.com and all over social media at real happy mom, trying to keep it simple for you. So real happy mom, that's where to find me. I am just also super impressed that you got real happy mom as your IRL. You know what? (laughs) Let me tell you something, Nelly. When I first started it, I told my husband, I was like, babe, we got to claim everything. So before I even decided on that name, I made sure I had it everywhere. <laughs> that is so impressive to me. Like, I swear you could like snuffle or whatever's taken these mm-hmm. days. So the fact that you got real happy mom, that's kudos to you. So you, wait, you. way to think forward. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. So, um, well, thank you so much for being here and being a part of our talk today. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. I truly enjoyed talking to you. Absolutely. Well, listeners, uh, it is all about routines. And so uh, we will be back next week with another episode. And remember, just keep teaching, keep laughing, keep loving. And remember, above all, to just keep showing up with intention during this 6,570 days that we have in this parenthood childhood experience, because they really do need you. Today, we talked about routines. Imagine what could happen if, if they have that time respect, that time responsibility and time confidence before they ever leave home and how that can set them up for a positive future. So use what you have and I will see you next week. All right. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, nellieharden.com. 
That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you love the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.